Yeah, good day everyone. We are here to talk about um, phylum mollusk and also phylum arthropoda, right? And when we talk about mollusk, you know, I mean, what should come, the animal that should come to your mind as a picture first is the snail. And also, we've all seen or we've watched the octopus on screen one time or the other okay now we look at their characteristics we know that they are bilaterally symmetrical as we've established that before their body they are all segmented unlike what we have in the annelids yeah they have ventral body wall modified as a muscular foot so when you see a typical snail you see that muscular you know foot they have used for locomotion right and um, they have the gills and also lungs for breathing both in water and also you know on land and uh, they have coelom that's a true body inner body cavity and the coelom limited mainly to areas around the heart the of gonads and also parts of the kidney so these are the areas which which you have the coelom in the mollusk and that they have a complex digestive system. They make use of the rasping organ. It's all called the rasping organ. It's called the radula. It is used for digestion. They use it to, you know, somewhat chew their food, you know, before digesting it. And then they have an open circulatory system. Right? But in cephalopods, in cephalopod, an example of, a, you know, an animal in the cephalopod class is... Uh, the octopus in cephalopod they have a closed circulatory system all right now gaseous exchange like i said is by gills lungs mantle or the general body cavity for all the classes and then they have one or two kidneys for excretion that's the metanephridia all right nervous system is a paired cerebral um plural pedant visceral ganglia Okay, and uh, in nerve cords and subepidemal plexus, ganglia centralized on nerve ring in gastropods and also in cephalopods. So, basically, what we're talking about here now is that um, eyes or the nerve system they are more developed in the cephalopod, and also the eyes as well is more developed. Sensory organs basically for touch smell tastes vision and all that they are more developed in cephalopods and that's a critical example is the octopus and so that is why the octopus they are very intelligent animals and little wonder the octopus was used uh, to predict games in um, 2010 i guess 2010 world cup in south africa and the octopus rightly predicted the winner of the world cup and so we see that they are very, very, very intelligent um, set of animals. Okay, they are both monoecious and dioecious, but that would mean they are both hermaphrodite and also they have uh, those that exist as separate sexes. All right? And then uh, when we look at the classification, there are seven classes. We have class polyplacophora, class aplacophora, monoplacophora, class gastropoda, class Viva, then we have a class Scaphopoda and finally class Cephalopoda. 
Um, the one that's most common to us here is the class gastropoda. That's what we have this snail, right? But in the class gastropoda, there are about three subclasses. We have the prosobranchia, the opisobranchia, and also the pulmonata. Then other bivalve, we have three other subclasses as well. Then uh, we'll look at the class uh, polyplacophora. It's not too common, but a critical example is the chitin. Of course, they are bilaterally symmetrical. They have the radula for feeding, and they, they have a shell of about eight dosa, you know, plates. And then we have the aplacophora as well. You find them in the, um, find their various characteristics. They, we have class monoplacophora. Example is the neopilina. Then we have the class gastropoda. Example is the snails and also the slugs. And then for the snails, we have the, I mean, for this class, the body's, body's asymmetric and shows effect of torsion. There's an effect of torsion in this particular group. And then they are usually coiled in shear. The head is well developed with radula, like I said, for feeding. They have the foot is large and it is flat, right? Um, they have one or two gills with mouth modified into secondary gills or lungs. So it means they're found both in water and on land for breathing, okay? All right, there they have the nephridium and for excretion. Nervous system, we have it with uh, cerebral, pleural, pedal, and also visceral ganglia. And of course, they are monoecious and also dioecious. Example, like we said, is the Acachatina marginata. Acachatina marginata, that is the snail. And then we also have the Tipanotumnus, that's uh, the periwinkle, the common periwinkle that. We eat. Then class Beviva, uh, yeah, Beviva, um, we have their characteristics. Example is the oyster, the shipworms, the clams, and also the mosses. Class Scaphopoda, example is uh, the tusk shares, tooth shares, and now then we have finally the class Cephalopoda. Here is where we have the squid and the octopus. For this particular class, the shell is reduced. Hell is the head rather is well developed with eyes, and they have a radula. Then the head has tentacles. That's why we have, you know, the octopus with about eight tentacles. That's why it is octopus. You know, that's where it derives its name. So many tentacles. The foot is modified into siphon. Then their nervous system is well developed. The example is the octopus, sepia, then loligo. We look at uh, a representative of uh, the class gastropoda. You see the acachinata marginata. That is a common snail. We look at its biology. It's very, very common. About 40,000 living species, right? And the, it's... The entire body is soft but organized into a head, foot, and also the visceral mass. And everything is enclosed in a shell. Right. For locomotion, it moves by foot um, by means of muscular contraction. You see, it's moving as it's moving, it contracts, and then that's it, its movement. Then the wave of these contractions now spreads from the anterior part to the posterior part. 
of its uh, body then nutrition uh, they have the radula inside the mouth which they use to feed and then the food mainly consists of plant materials okay respiration uh, they have a blood vascular system the heart consists of one auricle and ventricle blood flows through the outer you know into all parts of the body including the vascularized mass and all that and then gaseous exchange takes place the respiratory pigment hemocyanin gives the blood a bluish color so you wonder why the our blood of um, the snail is bluish in color it is the pigment called the hemocyanin unlike uh, you know humans or, or other mammals they have um, red blood pigments a result of hemoglobin here we have the hemocyanin and then excretion they make use of the kidney reproduction like we said they are monoecious and dioecious that's both uh, different sexes and also you know hermaphrodite and uh, for habits of the land snail they are mainly nocturnal that's they feed mainly at night and they are mostly dominant and active during the rainy season. That's when you see them. But in dry season, they become inactive. They, they do the they exhibit what call estivation. That's a period whereby they restrict their, you know, activity, because of, you know, low moisture content in the environment, right? So pretty much that's all about. Um, the mollusk so please try and get it and read it up now we'll talk about uh, arthropoda arthropoda they are one of the most diverse um animals and they constitute about uh, three quarter of all no species there are about nine hundred thousand species that are recorded and uh, for the arthropods, they are you silomates. You means true. So please, when you come across the word you, eu, silomate means true. Then if it's pseudo, it means it's false. Pseudo silomate. All right. So, but for the arthropods, they have you They are you silomates. Means they have a true internal body cavity. And then for their characteristics, of course, you know that they have exoskeleton that contains keratin. They have jointed appendages. They are bilaterally symmetrical. They have complex uh, muscular system um, with exoskeleton for its attachment. And their coelom is reduced in adults. Okay, there's a complete digestive system. And then their mouth parts are... Their mouth parts are you know modified from appendages and they adapted to different methods of feeding now they have open circulatory system right um and they have the hemocele in the blood that's the blood sinuses respiration by body surface gills trachea and also book lungs so these are their respiratory organs then they have paired excretory gland called the cosa atenae or maxillary gland okay nervous system is like that of the annelid plan 
All right, sexes are usually separate with paired reproductive organs and dots. Okay, and they usually they are oviparous or ovoviviparous and often with metamorphosis. So metamorphosis is a change in different uh, stage of development. So oviparous means they lay their eggs or ovoviviparous. For example, they lay their eggs and the eggs develop inside and then they, you know, give birth to their young ones. Then we we'll look at the different classes. There are different classes, different uh, subphyla. First of all, we we'll look at um, class Arachnida. This is where you have uh, the spider. And then they are primarily, primarily rather terrestrial. They use the book lungs and trachea for respiration. And then the sexes are usually separate. And there's internal fertilization and development is mainly direct. Example, like I said, is a spider. We have the scorpions, we have the mites, and also the ticks. Because I've seen the ticks in, uh, you know, the um, on the body of the dogs and all that, and also the mites. Oh. Then you look at the structure of the spider, for example, we're taking a representative of this class. The spider, it is divided into two regions. We have the prosoma and also the opistoma. Then locomotion, they move by walking legs. Nutrition, they are mainly hunters and predaceous animals. Okay? That's for the spider. They do this by having their building a web. And then when an insect or any other animal that's their prey gets into this web, you know, they use they use their poison from the chalicere here. Yeah? to attack this spray and then they finally feed on this spray, okay? Respiration is the make use of the trachea or book lung. The nervous system is the cerebral ganglia. Excretory organs are the mapillian tubules. The sexes are usually separate. And then the males in this spider, they are smaller than the females most times. So there are different diversity of the arachnids Okay, so some members of the arachnids, examples of some members of the arachnids they have followed. We have the scorpion, the pseudoscorpion, the phalagida, um, and so many others. You just get through the material, then you see them. Then we have the subphylum mandibulata. Okay, now for this subphylum, um, the bear pair of mandibles. Hence the name mandibulata. So they have there's always this pair of mandibles. So that informs their name mandibulata. And all members a bear pair of maxillae. Right? And then maxillus. Okay? So the most successful group of arthropods occurring in water, land, and air is this particular subphylum, which is the mandibulata. Okay, and under this uh, subphylum, we have class crustacea. Class crustacea, and for this particular class, a critical example is um, the stream or the prawn, whichever you choose to call it. Okay, they possess one pair of short branched antennas. An example, like I said, is a crayfish, crab, lobsters, barnacles. 
and then if you look at the formation, the body formation, the body consists of the head, the thorax, and then the abdomen. Then the first uh, or first two lay, um, segments of the head, they join with the thorax to form the cephalothorax. And then, like we said, they have the mandibles, mazilla, and also the mazillus present. So get the diagram, and then you see the structure of the body you see that it is streamlined but the tail region is somewhat bent ventrally if you look at it there's a tail scene at the tail all of this enables it to swim away in a water body okay um now we look at um uh, the diversity of the crustaceans there are so many examples we have the brachiopods we have the ostracods, example is the syrups, and then we have the copepods, that's where we have the cyclops, copepods, then we have the branchurans, the syripedians, and also the malacostracans. Malacostracans is where you have the crabs, the streams, the isopods, the amphipods, and all that. Then we look at the class. Myropoda. When we look at this class, what um, basically we should be looking at is um, this. There are many feet. I think this is the origin of their names here, or the name of this particular class. They have many feet, so they are characterized with, by the presence of many feet. Okay, and it includes millipedes. We have the millipedes here. We have. Um, Millipede, which is a diplopoda, we have the centipede, which is a chilopoda, and also the parapole there. All right, um, they are basically terrestrial, we find them living on land. Okay, so when we look at the millipede, which is the diplopod, for example, um, each segment bears two pairs of legs. So for each segment, there are two pairs of legs in the millipede. All right, in the diplopods, they have a pair of antenna. Mouth part consists of a labrum, two mandibles, and also two maxillae. Excretion is by mapegian tubules. Uh, then sexes are separate. All right, and then full adults are produced, which undergo molting. You know, in a special multi-channel to become full adults. Now we we'll look at the chilopods. For the here we have the centipedes. They are fast moving, they are always very fast. They are faster than the chilopod, the diplopods rather, which is a millipede. And they are active carnivores. Okay. Um, they will see the parapoda, the mazilla, uh, and also the mandibles are usually present. And then uh, sexes are separate, also they undergo multi. So we we'll look at uh, the representative of the Myropoda, which is millipede, right? Of course, we've seen the millipede before. They move with the aid of their numerous legs. Nutrition, they are mostly herbivores. Respiration, they make use of the spiracles for respiring. Nervous system is similar to that of other arthropods. Okay, excretion is by mafigan tubules and reproduction sexes are always separate. Then we we'll look at the insecta, the class insecta. These are very, very common. Okay, they are most successful class of uh, you know in this uh, 
um, phylum arthropoda. They are aquatic, terrestrial, and also you find them in air. They constitute the bulk of the seas, percent of known animal species, and so that's that's large. And then the body cavity is divided into the head, the thorax, and also the abdomen. Okay, the mandibles, first and second maxillary present, and then they have a compound eyes. All right, respiration is by use of the trachea, and this trachea they open in spiracles. So this is what they use for respiration. The tracker opens in spiracles. So um, sexes are separate. There's complete metamorphosis. That's the developmental stages. All right. So they have the egg lead to the larva, from the larva, larva to the pupa, from pupa to the full adult. So uh, and it is observed in some members, for example, the butterfly, housefly, and then others, for example the cockroach and grasshopper they undergo incomplete you know metamorphosis so they skip one or two phases in the developmental stages okay now we look at the representative of this we have the insecta or the cockroach rather and basically we find we have cockroaches in our various houses and they are found in Hindi places. You have them in the cupboards, crevices, and lockers in homes. And they are nocturnal animals. They are nocturnal, it means they are very, very most active at night. So that is why when you want to see them, you know, being active in your house, it's when, you know, everywhere is dark or when it is night, and then you see them running around feeding and doing other activities okay now structure the body is divided into the head thorax and also the abdomen and then they have the head bears a pair of antennae a pair of compound eyes as well so when you look at the critical typical insects these things these features they are you know very very common and here we are looking at uh, cockroach mind you and also locomotion, they move by the aid of three pairs of walking leg. Um, nutrition, they are omnivores, it means they feed on both plants, animals, and they, they are also scavengers. They scavenge for things, anything edible in the house. Respiration, the cockroach, they have spiracles. Okay. Blood system, all right, they had is dorsal and tubular with 13 chambers rather the nervous system the cockroach they have a typical cephalic ganglia that is joined by the circumpharygia commissure or commissure to the sub osophagal ganglia and all that and then the double ventral nerve cord has three ganglia in the thorax and six in the abdominal region and all that so Basically, for the sense organs, they have the compound eyes, they have the antenna, then the pap. This, so these, you know, sense organs, they help them, you know, in smelling, perceiving, and also, uh, you know, rip, to repel enemies, repel enemies as well. Okay. And then reproduction, sexes are mostly separate. Right. Uh, we look at uh, the beneficial effects effect, of insects. We know that they are 
used as uh, pollinators, pollinators of flowers. Some are edible, you can eat them as food. Um, some of them they produce uh, useful materials. We have the wax, for example, produced by the bees. And then um, some of them are important in the aquatic food chain as fish food. And then um, they serve as scavengers and help in decomposition. Some are used are important for research purpose, for example, is the housefly and uh, some insects. They are used as biological control agent against pests. So some of these insects, uh, they fight against pets, pests rather. Some of them eat, they feed on pests. And then some insects, uh, because they are so beautiful, I use as aesthetic purposes, you know, to beautify a particular place. And then um, some insects show great social organization, worthy of emulation and entertainment. You've heard of uh, the saying that go to the ant, learn from the ant, and all that. So there are some social insects, you know, example, um, the bee. The bee and then the termites, they are very social and they, they have this organized way of living. You know, it's worthy of um, you know watching and studying. When you see them, you see how organized they are, you see how you know they are classified, you see how uh, categorized they are. We have, for example, for the termites, we have the soldiers, we have the um, the queen, we have the king, and all that. So, and then we have the workers. And they don't interfere with any of their roles. You know, they are so organized and is worthy of emulation. But we, on the other hand, we also have their detrimental effects. For example, in mosquito, you know, so, uh, so fly also they are parasite or they are parasitic on animals, and they are vectors of diseases. Then termites, as much as we know that they are, um, they have this organized way of living that's worthy of emulation. Emulation, the emulation rather, <laughs> they can destroy wooden structures, crops, and also and some food that are stored, and some other insects when they bite you. The pain is always very, very terrible. So, as much as we have beneficial effects of insects, there are also detrimental effects. So, these are their significances. So, please read up the material, digest them, and get ready for your examination. Thank you.